Welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to cover 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. 5-alpha reductase inhibitors are commonly used in BPH, that's benign prostatic hypertrophy, sometimes called benign prostatic hyperplasia as well. And with the symptoms of BPH, uh, that can result from the enlargement of the prostate and really can impact our patients as far as urinary function. It can exacerbate uh, frequency, so patients with BPH, males with BPH, can feel like they have to go to the bathroom all the time. Uh, They can have incomplete bladder emptying and urinary retention. The flow of that urine Uh, coming out can be lower and and reduced compared to patients uh, without issues with BPH uh, and can ultimately lead to uh, incontinence as well. So how do the 5-alpha reductase inhibitors work? Uh, Testosterone and particularly dihydrotestosterone, which is a a more potent form, Uh, impacts the prostate by causing it to grow and become larger. That growth, excessive overgrowth of the prostate, can kind of block off that uh, urine passageway out of the body. And that leads to kind of the uh, blockage of urine flow out of the body and can lead to some of those symptoms that I mentioned earlier. How 5-alpha reductase inhibitors work is they prevent the conversion of testosterone to dihydrotestosterone, which again is the more uh, potent form, has, has stronger activity in the body. Ultimately, what that does is by blocking that conversion, it can reduce the growth of the prostate and actually begin to shrink the size of the prostate and therefore alleviating symptoms. Now, one thing that you absolutely have to teach patients, and I've seen patients come to me and ask this, um, finasteride, uh, dutasteride, so that's avodart is dutasteride, finasteride is is proscar, uh, most common 5-alpha reductase inhibitors there. It takes a long time to shrink the prostate. So what that means is if you've got a patient that starts on it, they're on it for a week, and they don't notice any change in symptoms, they don't think the medication is helping, uh, they're probably right because it takes a really, really long time to shrink that prostate. We're talking weeks, probably more likely months uh, before a, a patient is going to start feeling any potential or identifying any potential relief from their symptoms. So, um, you know, three to six months is probably uh, an adequate trial. So you need to ensure patients are actually taking the medication uh, for that amount of time and and not just um, stopping it because they don't feel anything within a week or two. Another important thing to remember with 5-alpha reductase inhibitors is side effects. Oftentimes, they're they're pretty well tolerated 
but for sure the most common side effect I've heard uh, is sexual dysfunction and, and impotence. Okay, so definitely remember that adverse effect. Uh, if you think about you know what testosterone does in the body or or dihydrotestosterone does, uh, it definitely can um, give patients a, a sense of um, feeling more energy and, and feeling you know strong, you know, thinking about what testosterone is often used for in the the abuse setting um, in professional sports and things like that. Um, it can help with energy and, and helping um, build strength and, and muscle. So blocking that process, kind of blocking that activity um, could lead to weakness, fatigue, and things of that nature. I did also want to mention the brand name Propecia, uh, which is finasteride at a, at a one milligram dose. This is the medication uh, classically used for uh, hair loss. So higher levels or um, of dihydrotestosterone can potentially lead to male pattern baldness. So you may see patients using finasteride to help uh, with hair growth and reducing baldness. Another very, very important thing to remember is that this medication takes a really, really long time to work for baldness. Okay. So even longer than it takes for BPH, um, it may be up to uh, kind of a year before we, we start seeing uh, decent results in kind of reversing uh, male pattern baldness. So definitely kind of a unique uh, clinical quirk with that Propecia, that finasteride, uh, but a good one to, to remember and one that might come up uh, on an exam there. We're going to take a quick break here and... Um, get a word from our sponsor and right after that we'll talk about two really important things you need to think about um, in the management of BPH and also with the use of 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. MedEd101.com is a premier website that provides excellent pharmacology education. Whether you're a nurse, pharmacist, physician, or other healthcare practitioner, we've got a growing list of resources available there. Check out meded101.com slash store. Again, meded101.com slash store. Welcome back to the episode on 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. I wanted to talk about two specific things that um, I have come across that are are kind of a, a little bit interesting. So the one, you definitely have to remember that finasteride, uh, proscar, dutasteride, they are a pregnancy risk factor of X, which we've kind of steered away from um, pregnancy risk factor categorizations. But with that said, absolutely incredibly important to be extremely careful uh, in females who are pregnant. Now, I've worked in healthcare for quite a while, long-term care, clinic setting, all sorts of, of different settings, and I work with a lot of nurses, and many nurses are of childbearing age, and that's the kind of angle that I, I want you to think about in administering a, a drug, a medication like finasteride. If you've got anybody that's a caregiver for any type of elderly male patient at all, crushing broken tablets 
extremely, extremely careful with these medications um, because they have uh, the potential to cause significant birth defects, okay? So remember, females that are caregivers that might be crushing, that may be administering these tablets, very, very important to be careful on that. I've definitely run into that and have had to uh, educate uh, female nursing staff uh, who are pregnant uh, about that as well. So you may not think of these medications being used in, in females, and yeah, they, they typically aren't, um, but definitely remember that uh, caregiving-type patients um, for maybe elderly male patients with BPH may be exposed uh, to those tablets in some way, shape, or form. So be very, very careful there. Another uh, issue that I, I definitely think you should pay attention to is whenever you see somebody on, on Proscar or Avidart, you've got to remember to look out for drugs that exacerbate BPH symptoms. So classic examples here are anticholinergic medications, uh, Benadryl, hydroxazine, uh, tricyclic antidepressants, which I'll talk about in, in future episodes of the podcast. But any medication potentially with anticholinergic adverse effects can absolutely uh, exacerbate or worsen urinary retention and contribute to symptoms of BPH. Most commonly, I probably see uh, the anticholinergics like Benadryl or Diphenhydramine, and many, many times I've seen patients use that medication, such as in Tylenol PM, uh, to help with sleep. Rarely I have seen it used for uh, allergy symptoms. Maybe an elderly patient has just always used Benadryl for their allergies because it you know, works well, that type of thing. Um, but you got to remember in a patient on a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, this definitely can uh, exacerbate those symptoms to use those uh, anticholinergic and older generation uh, antihistamines. That wraps up today's episode. Be sure to go check us out at Real Life Pharmacology. Share us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're at. We'd certainly appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed the free education today, and I hope you have a great day.